0: up, everybody. It's Miles Turner, the Indiana Pacers. you listen to the Rules
1: Podcast. Be sure to follow at Rules on Twitter. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Rules Podcast, the only Australian NBA podcast with a bias toward the Indiana Pacers. And with less than a month to go before the 2022 NBA draft, the Indiana Pacers own the sixth pick. And who do ESPN have us taking at six? But Australian 19-year-old Dyson Daniels. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about the other mock drafts around the athletic and the ringer uh and who they have us taking as well the trade rumors that have surrounded the team it's been for a team that's not currently playing in the nba finals alex i'll start with you it it's a busy time for paces rumors right now there's rumors flying around everywhere
2: yeah it's the uh the one time of the year people want to talk about the paces mate and it's probably the uh the least fun time i think because all these rumors are pretty pointless at the end of the day i mean first of all how often do things actually get out about the paces like very rarely um so take take all of these tweets take all of these rumors with a grain of salt i mean we were laughing the other day that eight and one you know the guy was talking about the sixth pick first of all we can't trade the sixth pick for a restrictive free agent i hope people know that uh, secondly, that guy was a Phoenix Suns writer. Like what sources would he have <laughs> within the, uh, Pace's organization? So yeah, I, I, honestly, I just laugh at all of this.
1: It's pretty crazy. I mean, look, we'll get to, we'll get to Aiton. We'll get to Brogdon. We'll get to Bledsoe and Westbrook and all of those random rumors, but I want to start off with Dyson Daniels, Jonathan Gavoni, who. He's been doing NBA draft stuff for a long, long time, many, many years, has the paces taking Dyson Daniels at six. Kind of feels to me like it's a bit of a callback or a throwback to Josh Giddy going at six to the Thunder last year. It's just kind of easy and um, gets a few clicks to put the Australian guy at six that has jumped up the draft boards. I, Justin, I'll, I'll get your your view in a sec, but I'm, I'm pretty unequivocal on this. I don't think we're going to take Dyson Daniels. I don't imagine that it is in the calculation for the paces right now to take a, you know, six foot seven defensive passing guy that, uh, that can hit a floater, but can't hit a three pointer. I mean, it just, it doesn't match what they're trying to build. They're trying to get the highest level of talent and you're going to draft, you know, Ben Simmons, but three inches shorter.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't think Pacers are going to draft him. Um, I know us three, you know, we love the Australian Pacers connection and I think we can do to kind of get an Australian on the team. You know, we've said it for years. I always wanted Paddy Mills on the Pacers. But, um, yeah, I don't think Dustin Daniels is a good fit. I, I haven't seen a lot of him. I've seen a bit. But he's not going to go as high as six, surely. I mean, like you mentioned, Adam, I mentioned this about Giddy. I can't believe Giddy went at six, but he's proven me wrong. You know, he was, he's been great for the thunder, but yeah, the way Daniels plays, I'd be very disappointed if we got him at pick six, I, you know, I'd be slotting him around the 10th, 11th slot. I, I just think pick six two is too high for him.
1: I just don't think that unless it's a seven foot tall guy, you that you can draft a guy in the top five or six or seven, or even top 10 picks that is, shorter than seven feet tall and can't shoot i mean in the current nba you, you can't afford to have non-shooters on the floor unless they're you know so otherworldly in terms of their talent that they outweigh the fact that they can't shoot which is where Yanis has been for the past few years and, and lo and behold he's you know his shooting's got better year on year and he's a transcendent talent so he's he's not the rule he's the exception so alex i mean I know that we're probably spending too long on this. As I said, this is probably Jonathan Jonathan Gavoni wanting a few more clicks from Pacers fans. But you you can't waste a top ten pick on a guy that can't shoot a three.
2: Mm, yeah, maybe. I mean, Giddy can't shoot. He splits were awful this year, and he still almost won Rookie of the Year. So, I mean, I, I, look, I, I don't I don't buy into the shot as much as some people. He shot over forty percent over the last month of the G League season. Uh, so I don't think the shot's as bad as, as some people are uh, thinking it is. Uh, I could even see the Pistons taking him at five. They need a point guard. So please, who knows if he even drops to six. Um
1: Please Detroit, please take I, him. I,
2: I look at complimentary players really more than anything. Like you look at a Draymond Green, uh, who's a defensive specialist and a great playmaker. So, I mean, I, Derek White, I mean, he's a guy who in San Antonio, especially, and this season struggled with his shot a lot, but the Celtics went out and got him. He's been fantastic. So. You know, I I agree. I don't think we'll take him at six. uh, But I look, I think that you need guys on your team who can be a connector, who can be the defensive guy. And I mean, especially this team, like this Pacers team can't defend anything. Like they literally can't defend anyone, anywhere. So getting any defensive guy would, would be a plus for me. Yeah,
1: if you can get him at 10, 11, 12, sure. Absolutely. I, I don't have a problem with that whatsoever. You can even reach for him at nine, but six where there's, you know, the potential for all that talent to still be on the board. I just, I, I couldn't justify it. I couldn't, you know, I couldn't sign off on it as a fan. Although I said the same thing last year with Chris Duarte and it, it all worked out. So, you know, the Pacers will pick who they pick, but let's talk about the actual prospects right now, because if you go across the other mock drafts, uh, Kevin O'Connor from The Ringer has Keegan Murray to the paces at the sixth pick. Uh, and in The Athletic, uh, The Athletic has Shaden Sharp at six for the paces. Uh, I'll give you the top five for each, just so you know where or how close everything is. Uh, on The Athletic, it's Jabari Smith, Chet Holmgren, Paolo Banchero, Jaden Ivey and Keegan Murray on The Ringer. Ched is at one, Jabari two, Paolo three, Shaden four, and Ivy five before Murray. And on ESPN, uh, Jabari is at one. Uh, Ched is at two again, Paolo at three, Jaden at four, Keegan Murray at five, and Dyson Daniels at six. Shaden Sharp falls to seven on that mock. Um, Justin, I'm a huge fan of Shaden Sharp and Jaden Ivy. I want a dynamic backcourt. I want a strong guard for this team. I think it makes sense with Tyrese Halliburton to pair him with a potential all-star guard teammate. And Sharp and Ivy seem to be the closest to a home run that you can possibly identify. I mean, question for you, if Ivy and Sharp are on the board would you take one over the other in your mind right now? Is there a clear favorite?
0: Yeah. I mean, I feel like Ivy is definitely my number one and number two option for the Pacers to draft. I've watched more of him than any other prospect in kind of Pacers range where they're going to pick. Um, I really like him. I I like his explosiveness. Like I've mentioned before, I think he's a mini Jar Morant, which, you know, the NBA scouts are kind of, um, pointing out as well. And yeah, I, I, I want him. I haven't really been that high on a pacer's draft.
1: Got any inside word on Jaden Ivey there, uh
0: there Justin? I mean no, no, him? I don't I just hope for right. I'm hoping that what what I do hope is right. I, I don't know about what you guys think. I reckon that number eight pick for New Orleans is up for grabs. I think they've added CJ McCollum, Zion, you know, Zion's back in the mix. Are they really going to want to draft uh pick uh you know, a rookie. I reckon like their weak spot, Pelicans, is point guard. They need a point guard. They gave up Lonzo they Ball do. not long ago. Who who would that fit perfectly with? You imagine if KP could swing Malcolm Brogdon, thirty-one filler. Yep. For that eighth pick, then we've got six and eight. We could come out with both Ivy and Sharp Adam. You you could. And that would be a perfect scenario. Can I
1: just throw something in there? I'm I'm Literally, I'm going to Google the number of kilometers. I am away from Indianapolis right now. Hang on Hobart to Indianapolis. This will be worth it in kilometers. I am. Oh, that's Hobart, Indiana. There's a place called Hobart in Indiana. Who, how about that? Anyway, I'm <laughs> like 10,000 miles away from Indianapolis right now. And I have an inside word that the paces do like Dyson Daniels. They do mm. like Dyson Daniels.
2: Per sources, question mark?
1: Per sources. Per source. <laughs> I have 10,000 mile sources that say have that Have you Pacers- been talking to... Have you been talking to Evan Messi again, Adam? <laughs> no. No, no, no. No, I, I have sources that say that the Pacers are a big fan of Dyson Daniels. Sources. Uh, just, just... There you just go. Ruminate on that for a little bit. Pacer is
0: exclusive.
1: Ruminate mm-hmm. on that. And that mm-hmm. that is not made up. I'm completely not making that up. That is legitimate. I am on the other side of the world and yet I know something. That's the first time in the oh. history of the three years that we've done this podcast. Who, who's that I the other know prospect that about who's
2: the other prospect that we like, Adam? Who's the other prospect that the Pacers are like <sighs> that play near you?
1: Uh it was it was Usman jeng There you go. Usman Jeng. So Dyson Daniels and Usman Jeng. And uh Jing is around that eight to twelve range. So to your point, Justin if we go shopping and we look for a second pick, I mean, look, t- frankly, seeing him up close, I would love Jaden Ivey and Osman Jeng to be two draft picks that we get, one in the high lottery and one in the late lottery. Jeng's 6'10", he plays small forward, he's long, he's defensive. That's the spot where you want to draft a 19-year-old six-foot-ten defender that has extreme wingspan and length and feel for the game and is a good passer and can play the pick and roll and, and has, you know, a, a gobs of potential. At six, you want Ivy. You want the explosive all-star guard guy. At 12, at 11, you know, you trade Brogdon to the Knicks, you trade Brogdon to the Pelicans. I'm sorry we're writing your ticket out of the out of town, Malcolm, but sorry. <laughs> um, You've got to get the potential guy with the second pick. We did it last season. We, we took Duarte, the sure thing guard with our first, first rounder. And then we took Jackson with our second, first rounder, the potential, you know, raw athletic guy. I think we have to look at doing something similar here. I mean, if you can score four draft first round draft picks in two years and have two of them be kind of sure things. And the other two, uh, high upside, huge potential guys i mean alex that's that's the makings of four out of your starting five
2: well i think that's why kevin pritchard's comments especially were important and when he talked about being aggressive i don't necessarily think he just meant you know yeah we could try to jump detroit right like i think the pistons are probably the biggest threat to take ivy uh especially if the kings really like keegan murray or aj griffin even but you know we could talk about the Pacers using the Rockets pick or the Cavs pick next year to get back into the first round. I mean, there's a lot of guys around that area. I talk about Tyree Easton a lot. I don't know if you guys have watched him, but he's one of the best defenders in this class. Um, you know, I, I just think the Pacers need wings at the end of the day. So it was man, James, a guy I really like. Jeremy Sohan's another good defender in this class. Like we, who's, TJ Warren's an unrestricted free agent. You know, we have to reconstruct Brissett's contract. We basically have no wings on this team. So yeah. at the end of the day, that's the pick for me where you have to get a guy with size and, you know, as you said, someone who's versatile on the defensive end and can do a little bit on offense.
1: And, you know, 6'10 can guard probably two through four. You know, that's that's the perfect yeah. sort of defender. And I, I would expect that he can, he can guard some wiry centers at, you know, on a switch and stuff. I don't imagine he's going to stay with a lot of point guards, but the rest of the floor is in play for Usman Jang. And he was well liked by his teammates. Um, When scouts would come here to Tasmania, they would clearly try and get him involved. They were at the bottom of the standings in the NBL and, and they ran play after play after play for him to showcase him, which tells you all that you need to know about how much his teammates wanted him to succeed and how much they liked him, which I, for me personally, it goes a long, long way, but he, he showed defensive effort. He showed ability to play the passing lane. Um, and, and you can't get past six foot 10 and the ability to play a wing position. I mean, that's, that's gold in the NBA. You talk about all the great wings in the NBA and most of them have length. Um, Justin, would you be, Shocked if the Pacers traded for that second first rounder or that second lottery pick and took a guy like Jeng or a, a a wing. Are you ready for the NBA champs to be crowned? Join the finals action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can make any $5 bet and get $150 in free bets instantly. Looking to turn another small bet into a big payday during the NBA finals? With a DraftKings same game parlay, you can do just that. This NBA season, a customer placed a $5 same-game parlay and won over $5,000. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets, like which team will win, total threes made, total rebounds, and more. And boom, you have a shot at an even bigger payout. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code TBPN, make any $5 bet during the NBA Finals, and get $150 in free bets instantly. That's promo code TBPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details.
0: No, not at all. I think, you know, we can all read between the lines. You know, KP's press conference is always interesting and you kind of got to decipher what he means and what he's like bartering with the media and all that sort of stuff. But I think he will be aggressive. The Pacers have, have labeled this as their most important draft in decades. Um, this is the most important off season in decades. So um, I believe that he will get aggressive and I, I can't see us holding pick six, pick 31 and what 58 or whatever it is. Um, I feel like Brogdon will be traded draft night. I feel like that, is my prediction. I can't see him being a pacer. It just makes sense for him to be gone. Um, and yeah, it's going to be a whole new paces kind of future to be excited for after draft. night. I think I I'd be shocked if we walked out of um, draft night with just pick six and pick 31. And um, it is time to get aggressive. Let's swing for the fences for once. Like I really like the Duarte and Isaiah Jackson picks last year, you know, KP, KP did really well with that. So yeah, um, let's, let's go again. Let's, you know, swing for the fences and try and get a star in Indiana to match up with Halliburton. I
1: want to talk about Shaden Sharp and uh, Alex, you trumpeted Shaden Sharp to, uh, to Justin and I earlier in the year, you were probably on him a bit earlier than we were a lot earlier and he didn't play at all at Kentucky. He's, I think uh, he played at a Toronto high school Way back, uh, he's played in some showcase games and, you know, super explosive athlete, can hit a three, clearly has some offensive tools and, you know, probably the most athletic player in in the draft in terms of his vertical, um, but didn't play college basketball. Hasn't played against people his age for 12 months or in the case of Usman Jing, has, he played against adults. All last season, he he played against grown men. Um, would you be concerned at taking a guy that hasn't really proven himself for over a year?
2: It's it's tough. I think you know he's obviously the biggest question mark right in this draft, and I mean, I've watched a lot of of him, and it's so tough to get a gauge on because it is just like AAU games where. You know, people are kind of sleepwalking on defense and, you know, you get some cool dunks in transition. Uh, So I I don't know how much stock to put in it. I mean, I think he is going to be good and I'm pretty high on him. But I think to what Justin said earlier, he's the guy you take if you get a second top 10 pick. I don't think the Pacers are going to touch him if we just keep the one. Like if we trade up to four or if we stay at six or whatever, I don't think we touch Shaden Sharp. I think it would be like the least Pacers pick ever. Our first top nine pick since, what, like 89? I mean, I don't think they drafted a guy who they haven't seen since AAU games. But again, like, listen, I saw a tweet the other day that said whatever GM uh, takes Shaden Sharp in the top like seven is staking his job on it. I don't think it's that high, but he is like the biggest what if, right? Like if you hit on him, you look like an absolute genius. If he flops, you look like a Muppet. So it's going to be tough for a team (laughs) to take him to me.
1: And let's talk about the other prospect that's around that range, Keegan Murray. He was, you know, clearly far and away the best play- college player out of all the players that we've discussed in this show and had so many tools that he showed off at Iowa. You know, he had he had the shot, he had the explosiveness, he had the off-ball stuff. Um, he is a little older. He's nearly 22, so he's had more time to grow into his body to mature. He was, you know, playing against other kids that were potentially younger than him, which is to me, a little misleading at times. I think you, uh, as an upperclassman, there's always that, um, I think all of us are, are well beyond 20, 21 years old now. So you grow into your body more, um, over the age of 18 to 22, so you become, you know, more comfortable in your own skin and in your own physique. And Justin, I'd I'd ask you, do you think that taking an upperclassman like that is a risk because um, he he may have been a, just a man playing amongst boys?
0: Yeah, it's really tough. Like Alex mentioned, it's just to be a tough tough job being in that draft war room when paces are on the clock and you've got maybe two or three of these prospects that Pacers are able to choose from. And, um, you know, I'll put my hand up, like I'd probably be a terrible scout. I thought Josh Giddy would be awful in the NBA. I saw him play in person for the Adelaide 36s and I, he was just dreadful. Um, well, he wasn't <laughs> dreadful. He was getting triple divers, but he couldn't shoot, do all that. And now he's come out to the NBA and he's the star. So, um, yeah, it's tough. I do really agree with Alex, though. I I don't think Pacers will take that risk with a top six pick for someone who's not proven. Um, I feel like they're going to do so much background work on these players and really hone into every you know highlight they've got available. And um, I just don't see them taking that risk. But yeah, it's, it's it's interesting. I mean, what are we two, three weeks away from the draft, and um, we're all all, all set.
1: Yeah. It's, it's going to be a massive few weeks. I, I think we'll come to you with a couple more episodes between now and draft day. There's a few more prospects that, you know, could either jump up or fall down that uh, could be in play at the six pick. There's Benedict Mathurian. Um, you, obviously Keegan Murray, we've spoken about. Uh, we've talked about Dyson Daniels. You never know one of the top three could fall out for whatever reason. There may be something that happens with a workout or with a promise or with a decline for a workout over the next couple of weeks that's reported. So there's plenty of NBA draft news to come. Uh, I don't think we'll break any more uh, sources say type stuff on the Paceroos. That's probably my one and only contribution for the entire year, but I'm glad I could at least give us one. We will see you again next time on the Paceroos podcast.